Welcome to Nationwide Market Insights for March 4th, 2022. February's employment report was released today, showing very strong numbers across all sectors. This positive news runs in sharp contrast to the major geopolitical events that are pushing inflation higher and could put a strain on the overall economy. Nationwide's chief economist David Burson and senior economist Ben Ayers take a close look at the improving labor market and provide their outlook for the economy and the financial markets for the months ahead. And now, here's Ben Ayers. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again for Nationwide Economics Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the February employment report, which came in quite strong and relating that to what are still very positive overall economic conditions. David, to hand it over to you. What are you seeing overall with the economy in the early stage of 2022? And there are a number of themes that we're looking at that are, that are driving the economy now. You know, we'll, we'll talk more about the employment report in, in a couple of minutes. But as you mentioned, the employment report today was very strong, but it's just one of a whole series of employment reports that have been strong. The labor market is solid. So there's a lot of forward momentum in the economy coming from the job market. Second, if you look at, at new infection rates for COVID, lately the Omicron variant, they're plummeting and they're plummeting everywhere in the U.S. Now, some places are lower than others, but new infection rates are way, way down. And as a result of that, we're seeing increasing numbers, if not all, state and local governments relaxing, if not ending, uh, restrictions. Uh, and, and I think that's part of the reason why we're seeing employment numbers go up. People are, are rejoining the labor force. And, and it may also be the case, and I think it is, that you know, with, with many of these restrictions being removed, more people are going out and doing things that's really helping the service side of the economy. Number three on the big theme list is the big rise in inflation. We'll talk about that in just a second in some more detail. Um, big rise in inflation that has occurred over the last 12 months or so, uh, and certainly caught the attention of the Federal Reserve. The Fed Chair Jay Powell had congressional testimony this week and, and basically said, which is unusual, that he would support a quarter of a percentage point increase in the federal funds rate when the Federal Open Market Committee meets uh, later this month. The fourth thing, and probably what's top of mind right now, of course, is the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And, and the biggest economic impact that has had is on commodity prices, and particularly oil. Oil was already going up significantly, but this has really pushed it up. We've got the uh, West Texas Intermediate crude price, which is the benchmark for the U.S., at uh, around 110, maybe if not over $110 per barrel right now. And that's pushing gasoline prices up to record nominal levels in large parts of the U.S. So those are the four big things that we're seeing. Some of them are positive. The labor market, very strong. Inflation, a real negative. You know, where are they going to end up? Well, we'll see. But those are the four big themes that we're looking at right now. But uh, let's let's turn our attention to the employment report. You know, the, the, the employment report is probably the most important economic data that we get each month because jobs sort of drive everything. So Ben, what, what can you tell us? Now, let, let's look first. Well, listeners, 
may not know, the employment report is based on two different surveys. There's an establishment survey where the Bureau of Labor Statistics asks businesses. There's a household survey where um, BLS asks a panel of individuals. Let's look first at the establishment survey. What can you tell us about non-farm payrolls, average hourly earnings, and things like that? You know, looking at the February numbers, really a very strong numbers across the board, particularly for the job front. And we added 678,000 jobs in February alone, and they were upper provisions to prior months. And really, as you mentioned earlier, this just extends a very strong pace of hiring across the economy. Go back in the last 14 months, we've added, you know, over 400,000 jobs in each of those ones, except for one. Uh, and it was a very strong pace of growth. And we're continually led by strong demand by employers. They're continuing to look for workers. At the end of 2021, we're still relatively close to a record level of job openings. And so there continues to be widespread job growth. Uh, and I think that was one of the things that stuck out the most from the February numbers was how widespread across the sectors. There were hardly any small industries that showed a decline in job growth. Usually you just don't see that widespread of job growth. So it just tells us that things are doing quite well across the labor market. You know, you mentioned average hourly earnings, a little bit of a hiccup in February. Only saw a one cent increase in that. Uh, you know, that might have been a mixture of the, the exact jobs that were added over the month. But overall, we're continuing to see a lot of upper pressure on wages. Didn't see that quite as much in February, but still, year over year, average hourly earnings above five percent, and so so continue to see signs of that tight labor market. But you know, it is a good sign that even with the tight conditions, that obviously with the strong job numbers that we saw. Many employers are finding workers, and that's a good sign. That means that probably there's more people coming back into the labor force. You know, one of the things that that struck me looking at the uh, the payroll numbers was the, the really big increase in um, service providing jobs, the service sector. And if, you, if you look there, leisure and hospitality was up a lot. Uh, education and health services up a lot. N nothing was down, but those two were up a lot. And I, you know, I go back to what I said uh, earlier on in our program with new infection rates going down. Well, if in fact the economy is going to a mostly post-COVID period where people are spending their money going out, then those are the areas that you would expect to see them. So I think it fits in well with one of our main themes, which is that the impact of COVID is diminishing significantly. Well, let's look uh, now at the other survey, the, the, the household survey, it's the smaller survey of the two. And um, economists, as a result of it, that being a smaller survey, tend to look more at the establishment survey. But what does the household survey tell us? Um, yet again, and you know, the February data was all generally positive. Um, can, you know, we, as you mentioned, smaller survey, but yet again, a very strong increase in employment. Uh, and in fact, that helped to push down the unemployment rate to a pandemic low of 3.8%. Pre-COVID, we were about 3.5%. Um, in the months ahead of of the down, of the the pandemic starting at that point, so we're getting pretty close to those pre-COVID levels very quickly. You know, here we are, less than two years after that shock. Um, you know, we think past after the great financial crisis it took us six, seven years to get to these low levels of an unemployment rate. So we're doing quite well again um, from that side of the shop as well. And we did see an increase in the labor force. We just saw more of an increase in jobs than we saw an increase in the labor force. And that's why we saw that decline in the unemployment rate, but continue to see more people coming back into the workforce. 
particularly prime age workers. We're seeing an increase there. And just further positive movements across the board. You're seeing lower owner prone rates for any level of education, lower owner prone rates for any level of race or, race or ethnicity. So yet again, just more positive news. And now they're continuing to see that downward pressure on those unemployment readings, uh, telling us things are getting a little tighter still. You know, what's interesting is uh, you mentioned the unemployment rate, 3.8%. The unemployment rate uh, was a tad lower than that at the end of the last expansion, it got down to 3.5%. So we're, we're pretty close there. But but except for you know, the last year of the last expansion, the only time unemployment has been lower than this, you know, in the last 60 years was in the late 1960s. So unemployment is really at a very low level. What, what do you think that tells us and, and combine that unemployment rate with labor force participation, what do you think that tells us about uh, the state of the labor force? Are, are we at full employment? Is there more that we can go? You know, I think we're pretty close. If we're not, you know, at full employment, I think we heard commentary from Chair Powell over recent meetings that he thinks we're pretty close to full employment measure. You know, full employment, it's always hard to really measure that as, a, as a, it's kind of a nebulous thing. Over one cycle, it's a different measure you know, from an unemployment rate perspective than what you would see over the next cycle. But I think many of the signs are telling us with the unemployment continuing to fall, um, yes, labor market participation is not quite as high as what it was pre-COVID. We're still about a full percentage point lower than that, but that had been on the downtrend um, for several decades before that. So maybe we are pretty close to more of a normal level of labor force participation already. So I think we're getting pretty close. You know, certainly some of the marginal measures you would look at, like say the, the U6, which is a broader measure of unemployment, which includes those that are underemployed, that's still a little bit higher, uh, just above 7% and actually ticked up in February. So that would tell us maybe there's still a little bit of slack in the labor market, but yet again, not much. And I think that's going to continue to put pressure on the Fed to act and act quite soon. Well, it was exactly where I was going to go with with my next question, which is, you know, the, the, the Fed with its policy tools can impact the overall economy and unemployment. It can impact inflation. It's, you know, it, 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 it's hard for the Fed to try to change both at the same time. So right now, you know, we, we've seen this big drop in unemployment, we've seen the rise in inflation, and indeed the Fed's mandates from Congress are the highest possible employment in the economy while still having stable prices. What do you think the low level of unemployment and the higher level of inflation means for the tilt in Fed policy? And we already know, as Chairman Powell told us, that the Fed is going to tighten at the next meeting unless something really unusual happens between now and then. But what do you think this tells us about the tilt in Fed policy, say over the next six months? Are they gonna be more concerned with unemployment or more concerned with inflation? I, I think that on inflation is definitely gonna be the main point of emphasis for the Fed. You know, I think that, as we mentioned, that the unemployment rate and the labor market as a whole has shown a tremendous amount of improvement. Uh, and might be almost fully recovered um, from the shock that was COVID-19. So I think because of that, they're going to say that's okay. There's going to be continued some improvement there, 
but we really need to focus on those inflation figures. And I think obviously what the market is telling us and what consumers are telling us, they're very concerned about inflation as well. So I think the emphasis on inflation is going to be there. And particularly when you add on some of the higher energy costs that we get because of the Russian invasion of the Ukraine, that, that's going to continue to make this a more difficult task for the Fed as we look ahead. You know, I do think they will move upward on interest rates next week during the following the March FOMC meeting. And I think it's likely that we'll see a couple more moves in coming months. The cadence of that's still going to depend on how much of an impact we see on economic growth because of the Russian-Ukraine conflict. I, hopefully it's not much. And so I think that they'll focus on those inflation numbers and, and be as aggressive as they feel they can to try to make it very clear they want to bring down those inflation figures over the next six to 12 months. I think you're right. I mean, the Fed, I think, faces a very may face a difficult choice if uh, the rise in commodity prices, and particularly oil, acts to both slow the economy and push up inflation. And the Fed doesn't have the policy tools to fight both of them at the same time. So it, it's a good thing that the economy is going into this period of higher energy prices caused by this exogenous impact, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, going into that with, with a fair amount of forward momentum. Well, I think that's all we have for today. Ben, thanks very much for your time. I'd like to thank all of our listeners again for uh, listening in to us. So thank you very much. Have a great day. This podcast is for financial professional use only. The information provided by Nationwide Economics is general in nature and not intended as investment or economic advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy. Additionally, it does not take into account any specific investment objectives, tax, or financial condition, or particular needs of any specific person. The economic and market forecasts reflect our opinion as of the date of this report and are subject to change without notice. These forecasts show a broad range of possible outcomes. Because they are subject to high levels of uncertainty, they will not reflect actual performance. We obtain certain information from sources deemed reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or fairness. Nationwide and the Nationwide N and Eagle are service marks of the Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company. Copyright 2022. Nationwide.